hey, do you have some old patients on a list that you want to reactivate? Well, a couple of our users ran into the same issue and they use Clinic Gym Connect to help make this process easier. So I'll let them tell you all about it here. You know, I've been in practice eight years and, and I can tell you for sure there's people who haven't been in, in six, seven years. As a one-man show, I couldn't follow up with people. It's just on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And so when Mark came on, this is a guy who's here to get stuff done. And I'll leave it up to, to him from there. Off the bat, it was pretty overwhelming just looking at a, a base of 2,000 plus old patients that uh, haven't been in, like Dr. Carson said, in some even six years. Yeah. So I would go into our EHR, pull out a couple months at a time, tag them put them on the dialer, send out some texts, introducing myself and whether they respond or not, go through, call them. A lot of people um, would say, Hey, how are you guys doing? Like, how's Dr. C? Haven't seen you guys in a while. It's funny. I was just thinking about you the other day. And then a couple of good ones were, uh, Oh, you know, I'm good. But uh, my cousin, my friend, my coworker, my wife, they've been having some back pain for a while. So glad you called. I was just thinking about you guys. Like they said, it's not just reactivations, it's also referrals and getting those new patients in when they send their friends, their loved ones, their spouse, their partner, whoever it is, they want you to take care of them because they know, like, and trust you. So if you want to do this in your own practice, check out clinicgymconnect.com and we can help you reach out to those people. It only takes a few clicks of the mouse and those people will be coming in and sending their friends. If you're interested in more, check out clinicgymconnect.com. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist that believes in exercise, wants to make some money, and wants to provide the absolute best care for your patients? Well, then you are in the right place. I'm Dr. Josh Satterley, and this is Clinic Gym Radio, where we talk about the Clinic Gym hybrid model, which is combining the best parts of healthcare with active care and fantastic exercise programs to get patients the best care they can while helping you make more money in this game. This is Clinic Gym Radio, and I'm Dr. Josh Satterley. I'm excited for you to be here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Clinic Gym Radio. As always, I am your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and thank you so much for joining me. Now, for those of you who are listening that this might be your first time, that's totally cool. Welcome. Love having you. Uh, yeah, so uh, this podcast is all about the Clinic Gym hybrid model. Uh, if you want more information about me or what we're all about, go to clinicgymhybrid.com. But uh, what we're all about is this. We, uh, I'm a chiropractor, and we work with chiropractors, physical therapists, strength coaches, everybody, because we believe that the best care for people uh, who have musculoskeletal complaints is exercise. But if they can't exercise because of pain, it's important to get them there. And how do we do that? Well, hands-on care from a chiro or a PT is really the best way to get them there. So the clinic drives them to be pain-free, and then the gym takes over. And the gym's goal is to make that person more resilient, stronger, uh, you know, really more resistant to future injury, everything. Plus, we see a whole lot of good that comes from exercise. You know, I, <laughs> I like to say that sweat glands are pain relievers, right? And people who uh, sweat in their rehab tip typically have really good outcomes because, yes, it's tough, but it helps them feel a whole lot better, relieves stress, does a lot of things for them, right? So we want to promote that model. And in doing so, that's what Clinic Gym Radio is all about. We want to promote this, uh, this model and help more people open up facilities that have this, have those amazing uh, clinical care and then the amazing trainers or coaches on top of that. So 
With that, I want to jump into uh, today's subject, which is, should you do uh, challenges or assessments? And this is really on the front end of your gym membership. Do you want to do challenges or assessments? And we will go over both of those. But real quick, let me tell you, I don't know when you're listening to this, but if it's any time before May 21st and 22nd, we are doing a live event all about how to put on this model. And that live event will be offered at Parker University. We're partnering with them. They have an amazing gym that we want to uh, we want to use for both the instruction and the uh, hands-on courses. So we're going to do a lot of rehab, a lot of advanced rehab, going into exercise and figure out how to put people into the right exercises at the right time for the right reasons. We'll also talk about the business model, how to make this a profitable business model. And we'll talk about ways to work with every single patient that's coming in your clinic. Because if you can get every single patient in your clinic to exercise, whoo, you're going to have a good, good business. So we want to teach you the methods and everything. That will be May 21st of 2022 at Parker University. It's a two-day event. Uh, and I think we're getting CEs for that and we'll be very excited to have you there. So with that, let me jump in. So should you do challenges or assessments on the front end? And what I'm talking about is a lot of times um, you'll see gyms, especially what we call boutique or micro gyms, like the kind that you know you would run uh, attached to your clinic. So maybe I would say there's anywhere below 2,500 square feet, but specifically under 1,500 square feet. Um, you know, what should you do on the front end to get more people? The two most common things are running challenges like a six-week weight loss challenge or doing a high-end assessment. I find it's pretty rare for a person to join one of these micro gyms off of just the free week. You know, hey, come in for a week free, blah, 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 unless you have a really good sales system. But even then, it almost always starts with either an assessment in the form of a, a conversation or a meeting or a strategy session or let's see, high point session, I've heard them called. There's always a meeting on the front end of that. Uh, people can come in, your gym's awesome and it's clean and it's organized. Uh, but you got to have some meeting at the end of that to lock them into that membership, right? To, to get them over the hump of just coming in and having fun to, hey, we want you to become a paying customer. Um, yeah. So challenges and assessments are really the two best ways to do that. Now, a friend of mine, Rick Mayo, who I think is just an amazing guy and um, runs the Alloy Fitness franchise, which I highly recommend you check out. Um, you know, Rick, one time we were having breakfast and he said... I've never, he said that he has never seen a gym that does really well that serves both weight loss clients and athletic performance. And he, his theory at the time, at least, was that you got to keep those two things separate. Now, that's important here because a lot of people I know that are running the clinic gym hybrid are doing it because they want to run this, uh, the athletic performance thing. So, like in my facility, I work with old, crusty golfers, right? I love working with golfers. My goal is to get those golfers stronger, resilient, able to hit the ball more. But that is really athletic performance. Even though you'd probably look at a lot of my clients and think, eh, man, I would never use the term athletic to address that person. But that's really what we're going for, right? We're improving their performance. We're not really focused on the weight loss goal. We're focused on the performance. So maybe you work with cyclists or uh, rock climbers or I'm trying to think of any other large program, uh, triathletes, for example. Kevin Christie works with a ton of triathletes. Uh, maybe you work with tennis players. This is all athletic performance, right? And if that's your goal, totally cool. And the assessment route might work better for you. If you're more of a generalist and you really like doing the weight loss programs, uh, 
there's certainly a ton of success there. There are always people looking to lose weight and a large portion of your community will want to lose weight at any point. Plus, if you're running a generalized uh, kind of family practice type of setup and you're not known for a sports specialty, if you're just running a community-based clinic, which you can have huge impact doing that, the, one of the best ways to serve your community is by offering a weight loss program. You know, if if you're the person who understands the body, you know, with these weight loss programs, you'll see people throw these crazy workouts at them at other facilities. And it's like, dude, that's going to end up an injury. I guarantee it, right? You're, they're going to tear their rotator cuff or bust their knee or something. Uh, so if you are a little bit smarter than the average bear and you can put together a hell of a workout that also is safe, prevents them from getting injured, uh, you can have some huge success as well. There's also huge business opportunities. You run those six-week challenges, you get those people in as members. Um, typically, there's supplement sales, there's equipment sales, there's a lot of other stuff that works out well. So I just want to go over whether or not, or which one you should do. Should you do challenges or assessments? And kind of assembled some pros and cons about each one. But these are really front-end offerings for your clients. This is uh, typically a way to get them over the hump from uh, being a patient to a member of your gym. And we want to sell memberships, okay? So let's start out talking about challenges. So what are some of the pros of challenges? Uh, number one, they're super popular. Like if you just say, hey, we're doing a six-week challenge, people love the idea of a time-limited challenge to get them started on their journey. So you could say a six-week challenge uh, for weight loss. I've seen a 21-day weight loss challenge, which is crazy short, uh, and you got to act fast, but people like that finite kind of time setup. So they're very popular there. Uh, challenges also have an, a few other awesome opportunities. Uh, first off, people typically pay an upfront fee for them. So let's say it's a six-week program and it's, you know, $2.99. Well, the good news is you get that money on the front end and you can use, essentially use that first sale. So in a challenge, a rough estimate is your ad budget should be about two times of your signup cost. So if you're signing people up for $2.99 challenge, take, that's let's say that's $300, take $600 and invest it back in the ads. And your ads get paid for by the challenge, the people signing up for the challenge. So the good news is you can get a ton of Facebook advertising there um, or Instagram or whatever your method is. You're throwing money at the problem. You're getting ads to spin up more people who are interested. And basically, you never kind of come out of pocket for the money because you're paying for it out of the signups, right? Um, and I think that challenges also serve the kind of ad uh, paid advertisement model better. We're selling a finite thing for a finite price, and it's very easy to define what we're talking about, right? So uh, that's, you know, that's a good approach. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, what are some other pros about challenges? Well, one of the other things you get because you have this finite time and finite thing, a lot of people say like, oh, lose 20 pounds and it's free, right? So you set this lofty goal where you will refund people their money or you'll refund them in uh, what they call in-kind, meaning, hey, you now you can take your $299 and apply it to supplement sales or next challenge or whatever. Uh, knowing that most people aren't going to hit 20 pounds of weight loss, right? That's number one. But number two, you get people very motivated about that. So if they end up at 15, 16, 17 pounds of weight loss, they don't have to be refunded from the business standpoint. But you get a lot of great testimonials of people going, I joined, you know, Dr. Smith's weight loss, six-week weight loss challenge, and I lost 15 pounds in just the first six weeks. That's awesome. 
So film those testimonials, take pictures, get them written down. It's amazing what those will do, all right? The other pro about challenges is you can always address the group, right? If you want to sell the group on a membership, you get them all there for their workout, let's say at five o'clock, you do a three-minute pitch about, hey, uh, and this is really done well about halfway through. So on a six-week challenge, do it at the three-week mark and say, hey, guys, look at all the progress you made so far. We would love to get you to sign up for our membership. And just think, if you've had this much progress in three weeks, how much progress will you have in three months or a year, right? And you're trying to motivate them to sign up. And it's just to simplify things. It's good to to offer them some crazy offer they cannot refuse. Like, we'll take all of your $2.99 we'll apply it to your, you'll get your first month's membership included if you sign up right now. Now, they have to give you the payment details for the second month's membership, but basically you say, yeah, you're getting, so you get two weeks for free, or you get all those supplements we gave you for free, or whatever. So you just take that $2.99 and apply it towards the first month at your gym. They're going to have some spillover, and it's great to have a cool package to give them, like, you know, sign up now and include your first month's membership at the gym. Once the challenge ends, you can come in the next Monday right away, and we'll include this shaker bottle. Um two-week supply of protein powder and a foam roller that we know you'll need because you'll be sore. So you can put together some really cool packages like that. So those are all the pros of challenges. Now, what are the cons? Number one, it's time dependent. And that finite time is awesome, but the worst thing in the world is when you're four weeks away from somebody from the next challenge starting and you have a patient that you want to get into a challenge right now. You're like, hey, just wait another four weeks and we'll get you going. It's just not as motivating as join now, you know, we're starting on Monday, that kind of thing. So when you're a long ways off, that time dependency kind of sucks. Next up, challenges, this is a con, kind of. Challenges work best in weight loss because we can define that time. I've used six-week challenges for other reasons. For example, I wanted to make a big impact with local golf pros. So we did a golf pro-specific class two days a week invited all the golf pros to come to our facility, train for free, and we would, you know, work with them in that six week. It was awesome because we got 12 of them to come in at the same time. Um, but it's harder to have that hook that lose 20 pounds in six weeks. It's harder to have that type of hook with other populations. So I've never done it, but I've always wanted to do like gain 20 yards in six weeks challenge for golfers. Um, I don't know if in tennis you could do something about the serve speed or, you know, velocity, pitching velocity in baseball players. Um, you know, six weeks, I don't know if that's long enough to really get some change in somebody's running time. Or, But if you could do that, hey, I promise to shave, you know, shave 30 seconds a mile off, or 30 seconds off your 5K time uh, in six weeks or something like that. I don't know the numbers on those different populations. Uh, those might be effective, but obviously weight loss is the most effective in that. So it's a con that it really kind of serves weight loss the best. Although I guess you can make it work for anything. Now, um, one other con is the avatar. I would say the person that responds to that, I want big results in six weeks, typically psychologically doesn't have the outlook of saying, hey, it's great to stay as a member for in a gym and I don't need fast progress. I want to just have slow, steady, wins the race kind of approach. You're appealing to a different kind of avatar. Somebody who wants to take action now, in my experience, typically won't be uh, a member as long as somebody who is willing to just lose, you know, say one pound a month for the next 48 months, right? 
So you're dealing with that different avatar. It sometimes is good, sometimes it's bad. It's good from a perspective of those people are willing to pay money right now to solve the problem. They're not looking for a super long-term strategy, but it has its limitations. So give that some thought. All right. Um, what else? Well, I think I'm going to move on to the pros and cons of the assessment model. But let me just say this. Why are we saying one or the other and not both? In my experience, it's easiest to run a clinic gym hybrid when you have one membership level. You just have one membership you sell. That reduces the need to have a bunch of different confusing memberships. Just cut it down to one. And I will tell you, unless you're, you're planning to have more than 50 members, most people can find 50 patients where that one membership will really serve them. I wouldn't worry about, uh, I know in the past I've told you about your premium membership and your light membership, but if you want to make things simple, just have one membership. On the flip side, the easiest way to run it is if you have one intake system or one front-end offering, either a challenge or an assessment. I wouldn't say in, to invest your time into both. I think you're going to run out of time and energy uh, until you get a big gym with lots of staff who can run those things for you. So I would say just have one. Decide, or am I going to do assessments or am I going to do uh, a challenge? So let's move on to assessments and why they're so awesome. Now, assessments is kind of I've tried the challenge thing when we had a bigger gym. We had 3,000 square feet. Uh, the assessment model I like in the smaller clinic setup, but maybe that's because I'm biased because I work with a ton of golfers and I like golf. Um, and they, I like golfers because they typically can pay for money. They're very clear on what they want. They want to hit the ball further. They don't, they don't want to have any pain. Um, they want to play more golf. I mean, it's very simple, right? Most of my clients are retired or semi-retired or own their own business so they can set their own schedule. So it also serves them well in that because they can play more golf. They don't have any time restrictions on that. But the pros of doing an assessment model, number one, <coughs> excuse me, number one, biggest pro of the assessment model is expertise. I always say the thing we sell in the clinic gym hybrid model is expertise, we have to demonstrate that we're experts. We will never compete on the size of our gym like you can with a 24-hour fitness. We'll never compete on the amount of equipment like 24-hour fitness can. I don't think you're going to really compete on the number of classes that can be offered by your local big box community gym, right? So what do you have left? You have community, which I would say that, uh, for example, CrossFit, that's what they really had, and they just absolutely crushed it in that. They did a great job of building a community. Second thing, expertise. What do you have above and beyond the local CrossFit gym in your area? Expertise. You are an expert in human movement. You are an expert in you know, rehab and therefore exercise and all those things. So that expertise really spills over into that. And an assessment, especially a long, like hour, hour and a half long assessment, is a great way to demonstrate clearly to these people that you're an expert. And what it does during that hour to hour and a half, I have seen over and over people who are total skeptics turn into your number one raving client that wants to refer everybody they know, everybody in their golf group or everybody at the gym or everybody at the, you know, in their, their women's group that they're in. Doesn't matter when they realize you're asking all these great questions and writing it down and measuring things that they didn't even know were worth measuring. Man, people are blown away and it creates these incredible long-term clients. So I think that's the best thing. Now, just for definition, what do I mean by assessment? I would say uh, some common things that I would include. So let me just go over what I do for golfers. Number one, they come in, we have a track man uh, and a simulator screen set up, and we say, hey, just hit some balls. We just want to get an idea of how far and how well you hit. So we just have you bring your driver, warm up a little bit, and we want to get about 
five or six balls off your driver. You tell us when you're hitting it well. So they'll warm up and they, it's always funny. They always start making excuses. Ah, oh, well, this and that. I know I'm hitting it this way. Well, this driver is not actually the one on the cl- in my bag at the club. Uh, you know, that one, I keep a different one in that bag. This is the one in the car for my travel. And I'm just nodding going, okay, great, 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 great. And all we're doing is just letting them feel real golfy about it, right? So if you were doing working with triathletes, I'd get them running in your office, right? Get a treadmill, have them run so you can feel like they're very, this is very triathlon specific, right? So then we throw on our 3D uh, motion capture, which we use something called the KVS. It's just three different sensors that go on their body, capture data in their swing uh, while they're hitting golf balls into a simulator. If things are going really well or they don't have pain, we'll typically throw them on a body track mat, which is like, think of a a very easy to use force plate, you know, force and pressure through their feet. It's a little bit different than that, but just that's it. Um, And the the client will see the graphs and they'll see the the measuring device. They'll see the um, heat maps and everything up on the screen. We're not explaining any of it to them. We're just showing it. Yeah, if you go right or left, you see that this tracks you. So they're seeing all this amazing stuff. And then from there, we do a power assessment. So we just have them uh, do two different throws with the medicine ball uh, to measure upper body strength. And then we have them do a vertical jump test um, as our lower body uh, strength or our lower body power test. Then we'll do our TPI analysis, uh, which is like basically it's just a movement screen, the Titleist Performance Institute movement screen. Um, if there's pain at any point, we switch to the SFMA, run them through the SFMA, do some joint testing, local biomechanical testing, and et cetera. And then from there, if we have time, we might do some strength testing. If we run out of time, then we'll just cut it at about an hour, hour and a half. We schedule 90 minutes. Some people are done about 60, 65 minutes. Some people take the full 90, but that's what we do. Um, so if you do the FMS or the SFMA, or you have a, a um, I met a woman who's works with gymnasts. And so she has a screening she does for gymnasts for upper body uh, strength and mobility. Um, whatever it is, you're just assessing these people, okay? Assessing them. So it really shows off that expertise. Again, another pro is that avatar. The kind of person that whose eyes twinkle when you do all this testing is like going to be your patient for life and your client in the gym for life. If you do all this testing and they're just not impressed, I found you don't want them as clients. They're just, they don't think anything of it, right? So those are some pros. Another pro is it's super fun. I find it super fun. Like, I think it's a hoot. Like, uh, you're going through all this stuff. You're asking questions. You're interacting with that person. And you can just see they believe in you every step of the way, even more than they did five minutes ago. It's awesome. And then finally, like I said, you get longer memberships. These people are members for a long time because they know that you get them. You understand them. Nobody else has asked these questions. Um, And so I think that that is definitely from a business perspective, very important. It does create one of the cons, which is whoever does the assessment will be the most trusted person in the gym. So if you as a doctor, you do the assessment, sometimes you got to be careful about the handoff to the trainer because they now believe in you and see how much of an expert you are. And then they go, well, this trainer couldn't know anything. You know, why am I being handed off? So it's really good to have the trainer in there. And it's really even better to have the trainer do large portions of the assessment. Uh, That really helps out. So what are some other cons over there? Uh, Number one, uh, the upfront time and cost. Like for me, running a schedule that has these 90 minute blocks to, to do these initial evaluations, like that's all you're doing for 90 minutes. And in my world, follow-up appointments are 15 minutes. So that's six 
follow-up opportunities that were kind of blocking out in relation to this um, assessment. So that can be tough. Along with that, costs can also be tough. If you take those six follow-up sessions and say like, oh, my average follow-up, let's just use a number like 75, right? If you say, oh, my average follow-up value for just that time is $75 times six 15-minute increments, you would need to charge $450 for that time, right? That's a lot of money for an assessment. Now, I'll tell you, I've had patients, uh, I've had golfers pay as much as $700 for an assessment. Um, If they believe it's going to help them, they'll pay. I don't think most sports and most uh, groups will support a $700 assessment. If you can get it, get it, man. But you got to weigh that time. Now, along with that, remember, this front-end assessment likely, most likely will result in a long-term membership. So maybe you want to offset the cost and say, yeah, it should be $450, but you know what? I'm just going to charge $225. So I'm going to charge half of that because I know I'm going to make it up on the back end. It's totally fine. A ton of businesses run that way where they have what's called a loss leader on the front end, but they make it on the back end. Think about Netflix, right? You're getting way more value for the 14, 15 bucks they charge you in membership or 20 bucks now or whatever it is. On the front end, you get access to all these movies that otherwise you'd have to pay a ton to rent. And they're like, yeah, you can just have it. Now, what's their... What's the the thought process there? You're going to be a Netflix client for years, right? So every month they're going to make money off you. That's that's why memberships are so cool. And that's why you might want to offset that early cost. Um, but I must say this, two other things. That assessment I find is most effective when you do the assessment and then you take off at least 48 hours, say like, hey, we're going to sit back. We're going to analyze your results. We're going to look at some various factors. And then we'll have you come back in two days and we'll discuss it with you. Now, in those two days, they think that, I think that most patients or clients in the gym are thinking that, you know, you have your chemistry kit out and you're testing samples and you're like those, always the cutaways in that show CSI where they're like mixing random green liquid in a beaker and then like testing it. And it's like, dude, what are we doing here? There's this uh, mystery. There's this, there's this surrounding magic of when you're analyzing that from experience. And I've talked to many people who do it this way. There's not the same experience. If you give the results on the same day of the assessment, people don't believe it as much for whatever reason. It's just human psychology. Make them wait at least 24 hours, 48 is better. Okay. Force them to come to a, what you would call an ROF or a strategy session or team meeting is what I call it. Um, two or three days later. And I'm telling you, it's magic. If you want to argue with me, that's fine. Send me a scathing email as long as do five of them where you make people wait and do five when you initially give out the results and just see how they go. And if you think that they go better when you give the results on the same day as assessment, I will send you, uh, I will buy you lunch at Chipotle. I'll send you money for Chipotle lunch because I don't think it's happening not from my experience and not from the experience of many people who I think are excellent at this. Anyways, so have the assessment, wait a couple days, boom, the team meeting. Now, why do I call it team meeting? In a perfect world, what I like to see is the golfer, myself, their trainer, and their swing coach or golf coach, okay, or golf instructor, it might be called. If we can get everybody in the room, we put out our plan and say, Mr. Johnson, based on our testing, the best option for you is we need to, number one, we found that you're, you know, core stability was very low. 
we need you training with the trainer here two days a week to address your core stability. I also found that your hip mobility on the left, especially, was very limited. That's something that I want to take care of. And I think I'd like to see you two times a week for the next four weeks for that. Okay. So you're going to train two, two times a week for the next three months. I want to see you for the first month to get your hips moving again. Finally, it's super important that you also work on your golf game during that time. And as you get more strong and stable and those hips can turn more, you need to be working with Charles here, your golf instructor to, uh, you know, grab that mobility and that strength and really make something out of it with your golf swing. It's important that you do that all the time. I'd like to see you uh, working with Charles once a week individually, and then he may have some drills for you to do as you play golf. Typically, they'll respond very well to that. And now the golf instructor sees, hey, Dr. Satterley's not trying to take business from me. In fact, he's promoting me. The trainer has that promotion feel and the client is over the moon. The client feels like everybody's focused on them and they feel like a professional athlete. They absolutely love that. So if you can include them, that's great. Uh, but again, you run into that time and money thing. So <clears throat> yeah, that's, uh, but you got to include that ROF. It's so much more important and take some time between people wildly underestimate the fatigue a patient goes through or a client goes through on that initial evaluation day. You're talking to them about things they've never heard of, never seen, nobody else has ever talked about. If you think that they can receive the results from that assessment uh, in a good place, you are out of your mind. So take some time, give them a mental break, have them come in and hear the message. Lastly, I'll say this. One trick that sometimes works well in the assessment world and helps you build more referral relationships and stronger referral relationships I kind of stumbled upon to while working with golf pros. So like we said, so we at one point were charging two, uh, 275, 250. I can't remember. We changed our prices. We kept going up, 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 up. But at some point, let's say we're charging 250 for that initial assessment. Now this, let me give a caveat. This only works in the gym. You can't do this for patients in the clinic because it, it's a um, gray area in the clinic. But if, it, if you're truly operating in the gym, this works very, this method works very well. Okay. So this is not somebody that's in pain coming to the clinic. This is somebody you discharge from care or their care is ongoing, but you're confident with them joining your gym. Okay. You got to set up an arm's length here. But anyways, this works well with golfers. <coughs> so this works really well with uh, golfers. You do an hour and a half evaluation. What I found is if their swing coach, their golf pro is willing to watch them go through the evaluation and sit there for an hour and a half, they will double the length of their membership. They will be willing to part with way more money as long as they feel like their golf pro approves it. So you're asking the golf pro to come in. So one way I do it is I I would say, hey, we charge, tell the golf pro, we charge 250 bucks for the evaluation. If you're willing to bring them in and you're willing to stay here during it, I'll just pay you $150 because it makes sense to me that, uh, you know, I don't have to do the marketing and I don't have to write up a whole report to show you what we, uh, what we found in your player. You're going to be right there for the results, right? So I have that golf pro. I offer them 150 bucks for that hour or hour and a half that they're going to spend there. I will tell you that that works absolutely fantastically. In fact, I had one golf pro who looked at it as a way for him. So 
he looked at, at at another revenue stream for himself because one of the limitations for most golf pros is you got to be outside. And when you're outside, it's got to be light. And so here in the winter, around four o'clock, it's dark, right? Well, this cat realized, hey, man, if I just bring people to Josh's clinic or gym, sorry, if I bring people to Josh's gym, that last hour of the day, I can make another $150 even when it's dark outside and I can't teach a lesson. And I'm inside. It's not cold. It's not windy. It's all those things. And that guy brought more clients to our gym than any other golf pro uh, in, in the area. His name was Vic. He's incredible. If you can set up an opportunity like that, and you can follow through on it, and, and you're not violating the rules of your clinic because you're not operating in the clinic. This is only for the gym. You can build a great relationship because he looks at you as an opportunity to make money and serve his clients. And the clients are looking at their golf pro who's nodding his head as you're going through the assessment. And they're going, yeah, this is the right place for me to be. This is what will help me get better at golf. Now, I'm using just golf as an example. You can do it for whatever sport or group that you are part of. But having them there and paying them that initial, I mean, I would pay them the entire initial evaluation fee if they sat around and they were supportive, because again, you're going to make it up on the back end. You know, if that person's a member at, for 250 bucks a month for the next year, that initial $200 evaluation, pay it all to the golf pro. Who cares? Especially if they're just feeding your schedule. You know, every day Vic would want to send a player in every day. So that's one hour, hour and a half block. I never had to worry about booking because he would want to bring in a player. It's, it works for everybody. So that's a little trick you can use with assessments. Anyways, I want to wrap this one up, but um, those are the two front end things. Again, I would recommend to simplify your life early on. If you have less than, if you have a goal of less than 50 members or you have less than 50 members, one membership level is easier and one intake method, a challenge you run periodically. So every two months you run a six, six week challenge or you do these high level assessments. One of those typically allows you to get really good relationships early on with people and they become long-term members, which is really the goal. That membership uh, type business is really the goal. So I hope that was useful. Again, check out our live event coming up in uh, at Parker University in Dallas, Texas, May 21st and 22nd, 2022. Um, if you're interested in more of the stuff that we sell or our suggestions or anything, check out clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. And last thing I'll say, if you want to become a great clinician, and start this process of having a clinic gym hybrid. I cannot recommend uh, enough the SFMA course. Find an SFMA course. I'm teaching a few. Uh, you can go on to functionalmovement.com to find other courses and get certified in that. That's really the starting point for all of this. So thanks so much for listening. And I'll sign off by saying what I always say, which is go out there, maximize your license, and live the life you dream of. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. See ya. Thanks a lot for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're looking for more information about me, about us, about our programs, then just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. You can check us out there. We've got our accelerator program and a few other programs that will help you get up and running as quickly as possible and making more money while providing excellent active therapy to your patients. 